What would you do for Vladimir Putin oh, to not, sponsor this podcast? It's not much I can do to help his campaign. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think he's doing all right in the political front <laughs> without you, man. <laughs> I'll give him a few shout-outs here and there, you know. Vote one. Vlad. And if you like assassination of friends and family members, you'll love Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, dividdy dude. Ooh. Welcome to part three of Suburban Assassins. My name is Dante, and I'm here with... Nick Clip, also known as Kilp. And you have Gary, who's also known as Gary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be talking about how the game went from being really fun to just really, really horrible. From, like, where we last left off. I was coming last, and... uh I was getting pretty fed up, I guess, with not having killed either of you. You had to have been feeling pretty uh, down and out. Oh, I was. I was. I was, you know, I was starting to look at real dark means to kill you guys. You know, suicide bombings, like all sorts of things. Like I was starting to get real dark. Create this elaborate plan where you hijack a plane, fly it into my house, and then you go, oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I can't. Are we allowed to make a second 9-11 joke? Is Is it too soon? No, 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 no. You're mad. You're upset. You know, you've been killed. You're not feeling good. You want to regain your... um... My manhood. My manhood is what I need to regain. Your testicles. No, I still had (laughs) testicles. I needed to regain my manhood. I guess, I guess manhood sounds like I was talking about my penis. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Well, well right. I didn't need to get my penis. I have a perfectly fine penis. <laughs> so he claims. Well, so well, Jelaine says otherwise. <clears throat> Shout out. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. That's enough about my we manhood. We're so derailed. That's, a, that's enough about my manhood. Anyway. <laughs> at this point in time, we'd been playing for two months, I think. Two months out of about three. And it kind of got to the point where... I started getting a lot more adventurous with going out and, and trying to break into your houses, staking you out and sort of stalking you almost every night. I mean, so yeah, you're right, Dante. Uh, you basically, every time I looked out my window, I saw you because you were hungry. You wanted that kill. One time that I was um, particularly unlucky, I was at work and I was talking to your dad and he told me that you weren't going to be at home that night. He knew we were playing the game. I hate that guy. And he and he said that um, you know that you're going to be at your cousin's house playing some video games. And uh, I know you pretty well, so I knew that if you were going to be out playing video games for the night, it was going to be a late one. Well, of course. So I decided that I would come to kill you that night and I would wait out the front of your house in the bushes near your doorway uh, until you came home. So I got to your house at probably about 11 o'clock. It was a cold autumn night. And uh, as I was just waiting for you, it started to like piss down rain. And I just thought, oh, any minute now, Nick's going to come home and when he does. So I went to my cousin's that night, my cousin Sam's, and uh, we played some video games together. And when me and my cousin go to play video games, we uh, 
we're not good. We uh we we play till pretty late in the night. And this night we played a bit longer than maybe we should have. And I didn't think there was any way you would know where I was because I didn't think my dad was a dirty rat. Yeah, but your dad, he sold you out, you know. He did, uh did for, he no for no money. For no money. For no money. Just, just, just a snitch. I actually I think I what I said to him though from memory is I think I was like, "Oh, like do you know what Nick's doing tonight? I might hit him up. And I think he was like, oh, Nick's got to be going over to Sam's house to play video <laughs> games. And I was like, oh, okay. Good to know. Did he give you information too, Gary? <clears throat> um, nah, like I had to do everything myself. I didn't, um, I didn't rely on others. So I'm lying there in, in the mud, in the garden, getting rained on, knife in my hand, and finally... At about 3.30 in the morning, I said to myself, I think I have to go home. I have work in the morning. I can't keep doing this. And I was I was so broken. Weak. Because I'd been lying there in the garden. Pathetic. For like five hours. And I was just defeated. And I was thinking, why is Nick still at his cousin's? Why is he still there? And I got up. And I went to my car and I drove home and I just remember climbing into the shower and I just lay there crying to myself and then I went to bed. And the best part about it is I was out playing video games and normally when I come home, I just like bolt from my car to the front of the house and I'm like shining lights in all the bushes and I'm, I'm very prepared. But I got home like close to 4 a.m. And I was like, no one's going to be fucking out here at 4 a.m. So I just casually strolled down on my house waiting to get assassinated. Yeah. And I wasn't there. I feel like your, your patience was your strong point, Dante. It's... um. Because whenever I did any stakeout over your house, I really only just... um. Probably only stayed for half an hour to an hour, like an hour max. Well, that's the thing. So, like most most nights when I'd been staking out up to that point, I hadn't been that committed. No. But I knew Nick's whereabouts. I knew he like in my head he had to come home at some point in time because he'd have to get his stuff for work. The problem was I'd also at some point in time have to go home to get my (laughs) stuff for work, and I didn't know if Nick was just going to come home really early that morning. And I thought, you know, I can't. I can't miss work because I've stayed out trying to kill Nick. The game had started to take a toll. Because before I killed Dante, you kind of thought, once you go to bed, you're safe. And then after I killed Dante while he was sleeping, that was no longer sacred. You wake up in the night and you're just like, get the fuck out of here, Dante. (laughs) I had like one of those uh, sleep paralysis. Have you guys had them? I've heard about that. Oh my God. Like that was my first time of getting it. And I felt like myself laying there with my eyes open and then a deep pressure on my chest. Like I'm sinking into my bed. Almost like um, a lobster knife was sinking into your chest. No, like it honestly felt like there was just a huge rock on my chest and I'm like sinking in. And then out the corner of my eyes, I'm just like seeing stuff run past. Like it was like, I I don't know. I don't know if you guys have ever had that, but like that is the scariest shit ever. 
And like, even when I woke up, I honestly thought there was something outside my window when I was awake. It was like, it was just so strange. They do say that like the reason that a lot of people experience sleep paralysis is when you sort of run down real physically and mentally and your body's like needs extra sleep. And it's that sort of like part between being awake and being asleep. I mean, when you think about it, we were hyper aware for what, like three months? Hyper aware, just every moment you're awake, even when you're asleep, you're just like, I'm going to get murdered. I'm going to get killed. I'm going to open my eyes and someone's going to have a butter knife on my neck. I mean, I think that's that's a good example, though, of the toll that this game was taking on our psyche as well. Like, I mean, I know people experience sleep paralysis, you know, when they're under the pump for a bunch of reasons, but I feel like we were quite physically and psychologically under the pump uh, towards the end of playing this game. Yeah, it was it was crazy times. I mean, thinking about all the ways to murder another human being is not a healthy thing to spend <laughs> all of your free time thinking about. Like, it's a lot of commitment, and you just think like, oh man, I should really get this done, but tonight I've got to go sit outside Gary's restaurant that he works at for four hours that's it working two jobs also trying to kill kill my friends you know just got too much to deal with really really it was like you had three jobs when you think about it it's another it's a whole nother job and that's like the full-time work yeah yeah that's it because like it is it's kind of like having yeah a second job or in gary's case the third (laughs) (laughs) i mean no one's gonna ask you for chinese food while you're you know slinging paddle boats but like you can get killed while you're slinging Chinese food and paddle boats. Yeah. So it really on. interferes with your whole life. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Because, like, the longer that this went on, the more people just became invested in what was happening. I remember deciding that, like, you know, because I hadn't had a whole lot of luck in killing Nick, I thought maybe it's time to switch it up and, like, go after Gary instead. So I decided... That if I was going to do this, I needed to be really incognito. I needed to be able to move around in plain sight without being seen. So I'm on YouTube. I'm watching videos about how to disguise yourself, make yourself look like somebody else. You're in it to win it. No more friendlies. So the number one thing that I found when I was sort of researching how to hide your identity is dyeing your hair came up over and over again that that was the best way to hide one's identity. Let's be honest, you were really just looking for a bit of a makeover. Oh yeah, that's it. You got me. So I gave myself a bit of a haircut. I bought some bleach. I dyed my hair. And of course, because I'm an amateur and had not dyed my hair before, uh, my hair went completely ginger, which actually probably made me stand out more. But I also figured that you guys wouldn't be going around the streets looking for a ginger assassin, a ginger ninja, if you will. <laughs> so I think, sorry, just to interject, I think an important thing to remember is that like the game surprisingly required a lot of trust between the players, despite the amount of distrust between the players. What do you mean by that? We spent a lot of time actually hanging out. So Generally, we're like when I asked what you're up to, I really hoped you would actually kind of tell me what you were up to. I think I didn't really lie to you. Like, 
Except if I'm about to kill you, then I probably wouldn't lie to you. So when I was outside your house, Nick, when I was trying to kill you, I never actually called you. I called Dante just to see what you guys were doing. I mean, there's no rule against lying though either. So after going to all this effort to disguise myself and dye my hair, becoming the ginger ninja, I decided that it was time to finally make an attempt on Gary. And I went to Gary's house one day and... And my house is never locked up, by the way. Well... The front door was locked and everything yeah. in the front was locked, but your back door had been left yeah, open. It's always open. So <laughs> when I realized that the back door was open, I also saw that there was cars there. So I knew that some people had to be at the house, but I didn't know whether Gary was at the house or not. Bingo, baby. He's home. I think I was just laying on my bed, just watching something on my laptop. And I really didn't think Dante would come in. Well, you weren't alone at your house. No, no, but I was alone in my room, like in a little different section of the house. And at this point, we had really been playing the game for almost three months. Yeah. Three months of constant, I'm going to die at any moment. That's the other thing. This was the early afternoon. Gary was actually in the house with both his grandma and his sister at the time, but he was in his bedroom alone. And his grandma and his sister were in the other parts of the house. So I snuck around to the back of Gary's house and I crept in through the back door. And as I made my way through the kitchen, I actually saw Gary's grandma go into a room. And I very quickly realized that if I wanted to kill Gary, I was going to have to be very stealthy. Which door did you creep through? Did you creep through the sliding door or the, the laundry? Slide door. Oh, right. Yeah. So you went the most difficult way yes. there was. Anyway, I crept down through your lounge room towards the sort of hallway just outside your bedroom. And I came around to the door of your room and I thought, now is my time to strike. And as I pushed open the door, you were facing away from the door so I stepped in behind you and put my knife around your neck and unlike you and Nick I did not scream I've got you I've got you I said yeah you dead Gary very very subtle I will give it to Dante that is the most casual kill of the game well the thing is like I didn't even I didn't even like get a shock or anything I kind of just went oh yeah now you got me like, it was just so nonchalant about it. That's the thing. Like, when <laughs> when Gary killed me in my car, I felt there was a lot of screaming, you know? We're all yelling at each other. You know, when I broke into Dante's room and I killed him in his bed, I was yelling at him while he was asleep. This sounds like such a casual kill. It was super casual. I was just... I just continued watching kind of thing, and I was like, all right, well, now that I'm dead, how are you going to get rid of my body? That's the thing. And um, I had waltzed into Gary's den where, <laughs> where he laid. Slain the dragon. Slayed the dragon where he laid. And I was like feeling pretty good about myself. But then the problem was I'm there in the middle of Gary's house in broad daylight. And his grandma and his sister are in the building. 
and I have to now somehow get Gary out of the building without being seen. So I picked Gary up, and Gary's not making it easy for me. Gary's a dead body. Yeah, so well, I, I'm not walking out with him. I just fall limp, dead weight. You know what I mean? So I picked Gary up, and I've got him sort of cradled against my chest, facing away from me, and I'm dragging him. So I drag him out of his bedroom, and I drag him across the lounge room, and sort of, I'm getting ready to go out through his laundry, out through the back door, but I can see his sister in the kitchen, and she's making a sandwich or doing something, and I'm thinking, oh shit. So I've got a real short window to drag Gary across the hallway without being seen, so I drag him really fast, and I'm kind of checking that she's not watching as we go across into the laundry. And thankfully, I got into the laundry without being seen. But then I had to get him out the laundry door and get rid of the body. Thankfully, at the time, Gary's house backed onto a swamp. So <laughs> it's not a swamp; it's just like a little bushy Gary's house area. backed onto a swamp. I mean, based like I'm there was older. water and there was mud. That's there a swamp. There wasn't any water there. There was some water. There was some it water. It was pretty swampy. There was some if it fucking rain. Gary, your house backed onto a swamp. There's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> I think I you're saw a, Shrek there a, once or twice. You're a swamp dweller. We all know it. Somebody once. <laughs> you know, it's fine. So anyway, Gary's house backs onto this swamp and I'm thinking, perfect place to dispose of a body. So I'm like dragging Gary across the back lawn. Meanwhile... There's his sister in the kitchen just making a sandwich, chowing down, and I'm just like <laughs> yeah, dragging just like in this the, dead in the body window, munging into the sandwich in broad daylight. Just this ginger man going across the backyard. Thankfully, she didn't see me. And when we got to the fence at the end of Gary's yard, I said to Gary, "Well, Gary, do you want me to throw you over the fence into the swamp, or are you satisfied?" The swamp. And Gary said, touche, salesman, touche. Um, I mean, I don't think there was much skill in the kill. It I mean, it was a bit of a messy kill. I but... think it was a bit of a messy kill. I just, like, he still killed me, which is fine. You can't like... argue, it, it was a kill. It was, it was a kill. kill, yeah, I'm it not arts. Yeah, yeah, of I course it break into It wasn't house. beautiful. Yeah, that's it. Look, I'm You not... didn't have to kidnap any dogs, yeah. any people, any animals, like... I think that's the thing, though. I don't think that maybe it was the most artistic or, like, beautiful kill. You know, it was a very spur of the moment. Got to your house, saw you were there, broke in through the back door. But I'm the only one in this entire game who actually disposed of the body, which was (laughs) sort of a rule that we came up with. Because, to be fair, had I just slipped out of Gary's house without being seen, that would have followed the same logic that both Nick and you sort of used with your kills well, Gary, I mean, I that you had escape plans whereas Gary's thing was there had to be a measurable way for him to see that I could escape the house I, I without will being say, caught when Gary killed me he killed me in my car so he could have just thrown me in the back driven me to the woods chucked me out I think the thing when is- I killed you in your house you actually were the closest bedroom to the front door, so I could have just dragged you to the car. You say my this car, too, though. But taking you've, you to You've got woods. to remember that had you gone out the front door with me too, 
you have to return the dog. You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of factors there that I know you did return the dog and everything, but it didn't matter then because I had let you get away with it. Like your presence, it was known to me. So all those extra steps. No, I just honestly, told at you, this go point, out the my front dog door, liked me fine. more than it liked you. You know, I told you it was all good and that, you know, you could just go out the front door and you didn't have to break back out through the window and everything. So I think I let you off the hook a little bit in terms of the aftermath of the kill. Whereas like, I'm the only person that after killing somebody was like, all right, I'll I'll follow through and dispose of the body. Well, the thing is, what do you want me to do with Nick? Do you want me to actually go up to King Cumber Mountain, dig an actual I'm, hole? I'm just saying. Maybe, bury maybe, him alive. You could have got some 10-year-olds to dig the hole for you. <laughs> like, no, I, I'm i just saying, like, that was a hard aspect of the kill. Like, you know, you guys want to sit here and just go, oh, so straightforward for you, Dante. Getting on our high horses because you know? ours is more artistic. That's you know, know what? You want to go out I and be like, say- oh, look... I'm Gary. I've been the first killer. Nick wants to be like, mine was so technical, but like Nick's not having to drag my body out of the house without being seen. That was a hard part of the kill. I'd have done it. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I think like Dante just kept it simple and uh, it paid off for him. But I'm just saying it wasn't uh, aesthetically as beautiful. That's it. uh... Like, I think we all made a lot of Hail Mary kills and this was just a Hail Mary kill Dante made that paid off. Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not saying this doesn't count or is oh, cheating. Oh, it absolutely or no. counts. It was yeah. a good kill. He, he did well. But um, I'm just saying. Sounds like you're both a bit bitter, if you ask me. Oh, I don't think it's bitter. Like, Sounds I just like think... Gary's a little bit bitter <laughs> that he, uh, he got murdered. Should have been more switched on. Gary could have locked that back door, son. I, we don't lock that back door. Yeah. It's not a thing we do. I know. You like it in the back door. <laughs> I, like, I like the thrill, you know what I mean? <laughs> Like the thrill. So at this point, we are actually one kill each. Gary killed me. I killed Dante. Dante killed Gary. We've we've made a perfect rock paper scissors here. I was the rock. <laughs> you know, my kill was definitely the most straight in there. You did have a very punchy death. You know. You know, you need paper to draw a plan. So that's why mine's paper, but. So yeah. my scissors. Yeah, your scissors. Your you scissors. went you went straight for the cut, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, I don't I don't yeah. think this is important. Point is we've got one kill each, which means the last kill last wins game the wins. Game. Yeah, last, last game, game wins. wins. That's it, last kill wins. Let's do it. And it was I hated it. The weeks that followed that, I was just like, Oh, it's gonna be me, it's gonna be me. Like I just was like In my head I was, I was just, just so there, like, paranoid and so I, <laughs> angry and I was just like I just couldn't work out how to kill Gary. Like, Gary was already hard to kill before Dante just waltzed into his house and yeah, killed him. Yeah, no, like, it wasn't even, like... It wasn't even cool. It was just... Uh, yeah, but it had, I mean, to, like, it I had to be done. You know what I'm saying? The thing is... Because, I feel like James Bot Like, because Pierce Brosman wouldn't just walk into a house, but, like, Daniel Craig might, you know? Like... I think the thing about me killing Gary that I think gets a bit overlooked is that Gary always had someone with him. So... Gary wants to sit here and be like, oh, you know, you just got lucky, mate. Maybe maybe I did get a bit lucky, but also, you didn't have someone with you, motherfucker. That's what you get. Finally got you. Yeah, finally excluded. You wouldn't let watch Game of Thrones with you. You know, fi- finally got you when I had the chance to. Gary was a hard man to kill. And, I don't know, it freaked me out that I was like, I've got to kill Gary before Dante kills me. And, you know, Dante's there being like, i got to kill Nick before Gary kills me. And it's just... I, I'm not going to lie. As bad as this sounds, in my head, 
I was a bit arrogant. I was like, <laughs> I know I was the last to get on the scoreboard. Last to get on the scoreboard. But I like, felt, yeah. I did feel a bit arrogant. I was a bit like, Nick will slip up. He will slip up at some stage. I will not slip up. <laughs> and this is what was going through my head. I was like, you know, that little bitch is going to slip up. I'm going to get him. Like, Yeah, that's what I realized as well. Like Dante wouldn't be gotsed in his own house. Because like I said, I think in episode two, um, I would go over there just to check if any of the doors or whatever was unlocked and it's never fucking unlocked and after nick broke into his house it's fucked you know what i mean i have to get him when he's going to work or going to a friend's house or whatever yeah so i guess we're in this place and the tensions are the highest they've been the whole game it's the hardest it's been the whole game to kill someone the game just kind of gets really fucked and I think about three weeks pass when nothing significant happens because it was just so goddamn difficult to do anything to kill everyone one was too defensive. Everyone, yeah, we were all yeah. playing the defense. No one wanted to play the hard offense. Well, it's yeah. scary to play the offense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, when you're going you're, out and about like at yeah. night time to kill someone else, like you're having to. You That's know, when you're most vulnerable, right? You have to you're be alone on on guard the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So you may as well just play the defensive game and hope for the best. But so much strategy, so much thinking. <laughs> I think after about three weeks from um, Gary's death, I want to say it was Gary. It was Gary. Gary was the coward who, you know, decided that it was time to call it quits. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, you know? Isn't that poetic? Yeah, well, fuck, mate. It's been going on for months. I've got shit to do, you know? <laughs> you got two jobs, man. That's it. You're two like, jobs. You're like, been trying to kill people for three months, you know? That's it's, it. It's time to try and focus all this energy on robbing a bank. Yeah, you know? that's it. Something useful. I've spent, like, countless hours on the fucking game and... I think, yeah, by the end of it, we were just really mentally exhausted. And um, we kind of... Because everyone did have a kill age. We just caught it a draw. It was just a no contest. And um, no one owed each other money. The head I bought was actually like $9 too. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I was only going to make a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's, Nick's bribes. I don't know how much. Yeah, I've like, paid bribes. I'm, I've already lost a lot of money. <laughs> and if, even if we're talking about like the, just the, the money I spent on food, on stakeouts. The bribes are against the rules, dude. You breach of the rules, but you're like, I'm still trying to pull it off. You like, know, I've heard people say maybe there was a few too many rules, but like, I don't recall one specifically about bribery. Yeah, but there was a rule that was like, you know, you no, can't involve yeah, anyone else. You can't else. involve anybody else. Whatever. Which is interesting. Because you're not the only person who broke that rule, Nick. Gary also, Gary also broke Boo. this rule. Not me. I never broke this rule. You know what I'm saying? That he's admitted to. I never broke this rule once. That's his uh, admitted to. I was driving home and I happened to see like in this little laneway near my house, Gary's car parked up there. So I went and like parked my car in this other little street near my house and then, like, crept along the street. And uh, I saw Gary, like, walking under the street light. We just both see each other. So, it's not like we can kill either of each other. We've just spotted each other out in, like, you know, the middle of the street at night. So, then I said to Gary, I've caught you, Gary. And he was like, oh, drat. What I then come to find out 
Gary's then got <laughs> our other friend Jordan in the car with him. So I'm like, what the hell are you doing, Gary? You can't come kill me while you've got someone else in the car. Yeah, so you. here's the thing, though. I didn't attempt to kill you. I just checked if your doors were locked or unlocked. I don't think that's fucking illegal. I mean, what happens that if his doors were unlocked and he was home? Yeah. Then I'd probably drop Jordan off. Oh, you oh. say this, but I don't know. Well, like, I mean, there's no way to prove it. You know what I mean? There's no way to prove it. Just like, Brett Lee can't bowl me out. Oh, well... Brett Lee, if you're listening, you can <laughs> you can prove this. Um. <laughs> Imagine somehow Brett Lee replies to this. Oh my god! You might get a chance to get bowled out by Brett Lee. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's not a thing. You cheeky, cheeky bastard, Gary. You messaged us and you wanted to call off the game, and is. Hard as it is to admit, I jumped on it. I was like, yes. Yes, yes thank God. I, I wasn't feeling very confident that I was going to get the win. Yeah. To I be mean, honest. like, I feel like a draw is such a, such Shit a way. crappy way yeah. to end it. It though. was a crappy way you know, to like, end the game. I think the thing was, too, like, it was bittersweet for me. Because there was a part of me that was happy it was done. But I also was, like, a bit upset. We've we've gone three months now, just to just to call it quits here. Yeah, if you actually think about it, three months is actually so fuck. Like it might not seem like it's very long for a job that you're doing, but my god, <laughs> is it fucking long? Like especially like every single night you're fearing for your life. I think um what would be interesting now is if we did. Last game wins. Last game wins. Could you imagine? Oh, man. Oh. Oh. All of us in our, you know, mid to late 20s. You know. Getting back on that horse. It's been eight years since we did this. It would be quite interesting, like, just to have last game wins. And maybe we could... Do we open it up that you can kill everyone? Or are we still That's what I'm limited? Yeah, I think open it up that you can kill anyone. Or how about... Just, just hear me out here. We kill each other's loved ones. <laughs> oh my god! Oh shit! Oh man! And so don't tell them. They don't know it's coming. So don't don't put this episode don't, don't, up. Oh my! Do not put this we episode up. Wow. We, we don't tell them. We just have to. Oh, now you've got a TLC like, holy shit! Reality show here. Man, uh, you know the sequel to that. We kill each other's parents. <laughs> Oh man! Kill each other's pets. This is good. This yeah, is good. Our going. families. Jesus, it would be quite interesting. There's a lot of potential families. for the future. Can we maybe like just think on it? Maybe I... not like kill each other's loved ones. That's pretty fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? And not tell them like that's you'd scare the shit out of Sam. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I only have to scare her once, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so I think we should mention as well that when we did play this game and we came to a draw, it's not the last time we played this game. Ooh. We actually tried to play again in 2017? Yeah, 2017. Was it 17 or 17? 2017. It was the end of 2017. What is this time gone? November 2017. Wow. Well, yeah, so we 
actually did try to play again in 2017 and it didn't go the same as the first game but no. man did it have some moments and boy did it have some controversy and i, I think i if think there's like, an episode four of this podcast it's gonna be about that i think we got a bit more clever as well we did i think like some of my i had like great strategies i mean spoilers but Gary tried to poison me, and we won't get into the fine details of how that sort of went down. We, we got but, a lot um, more skillful. But for now, the game ended. We called it a draw. We're all cowards. So far. Gary's the biggest coward. So, so but, yeah. um <laughs> You, the listeners, you know, let us know if you think last game wins should uh should happen uh yeah i reckon uh maybe last game wins raise the uh raise the stakes a little bit maybe well like you're saying you're saying we bucks? put in 10 bucks each 10 bucks each oh, oh man. man oh baby oh man look out oh man i could put that towards a mortgage <laughs> <laughs> you win 20 bucks <laughs> straight in the bank oh so i guess for now gary take us out all right, well, we will catch you on the next episode of Dragon... Uh... <laughs> Dragon... I mean... I mean, uh, Suburban Assassin Z. Thanks for listening to the Suburban Assassins podcast. If you're still keen for another feeling of killing, hit us up on Instagram at the Suburban Assassins or shoot us an email at suburbanassassins at gmail.com.